Okay. Oh, we already started. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's the opening. <laughs> Can I do this, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to the Unknown Podcast. Uh, I'm Sean Houlihan. With me are Mike Nader, Brian Rufo. So we're totally new to this, so I hope you guys will bear with us. Uh, I'm just gonna give you guys a rundown of how we're gonna kind of format this podcast. At least for now, it might switch. We'll uh, we're winging it. So just just please please bear with us. Just bear with. Um, what we'll probably do first is what we'll, uh, we'll go around and talk about what we've been watching or playing or, uh, you know, reading that particular week. Uh, one of the reasons why we call it the unknown podcast is because we kind of like to keep it broad because, I mean, we like all kinds of things, but I feel like it's mostly going to be movies. So, uh, but I mean, we do other things, so I don't want (laughs) to. Not a lot of things, but we do other things. I do literally nothing else. (laughs) uh, I want to give us a little more credit We do things. Various things like three things, but still movies. Well, yeah, movies, games. Books. I eat sometimes. Okay. Right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that'll be the first thing that we do usually. Um. Let's see. Then we'll probably talk about you know like if we're uh, I know that we're big redditors, so if we ever see something interesting on there, uh, articles or like ask Reddit threads, something on there that can uh, spark conversations between us, uh, we'll probably bring that up or. Uh, any kind of big news story that goes on between both games or movies or any kind of news of that sense or basically anything that interests us, we'll share it. I just want to get out here that Sean is our uh, spokesperson because he is the most mature of the group. And I wanted to do this podcast about porn. Micah wanted to do it about, about pooping. So Man. Sean is going to... So that's why I'm leading the way. That's why Sean's going ahead of us. So I just want to get that out there for our listeners. That's good. Thanks. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom. Then, <laughs> then what we're going to do, uh, we'll usually review, the last thing that we'll do is we'll review something. So it could be a movie that we watched, it could be a game that we've been playing, or uh, what we've been reading, or... Album we listen to. Yeah, album we listen to, music. Music's another thing that we do. I'm sorry, I didn't include that earlier. Um... So, that'll just be more or less the gist of it. Uh, something that we'll try to do as well is uh, if there's a particular movie that we just really don't want to watch or see or something we get kind of stale, we might go back and rewatch all the movies that we like because I feel like that's a big thing of rewatching all the yeah. movies is you get different opinions and like you know obviously you have experiences that are going to change how you view that film and so I feel like it's kind of interesting to go back and to see how it ages. Yeah, I sometimes only watch they, new old movies. You only watch old yeah. ones. Yeah. Strictly, like strictly pre nineteen forty one. Only James Dean. No, it's after nineteen forty one. I don't know the porn star. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, we are second notice yeah. of porn uh, on this. All okay. right, we're doing good, guys. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, so yeah, that is more or less going to be the gist of what goes on here. So hopefully, you guys will. I hope you guys stick it out with us. We'll just see. So I guess we'll start off with. Uh, I don't know who you uh, wants to go first and what you've been watching or reading or doing this week. Brian, you go. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, what I've been watching. Well, I I won't start off that because I've been watching a lot. What I've been listening to is something that I've been listening to for like a while now, but I just wanted to get it out here because I feel like they're not that well known anymore. And that is Family of the Year. It's a band. Back in the day, they gained prominence this year with uh, Boyhood. If any of you do not know what movie I'm talking about, where have you been for the past <laughs> 10 months or 14 years if you knew a little bit about it? <laughs> so, uh, Family of the Year, they had that song in Boyhood called Hero. It's kind of the theme song for the movie. Um, they have another song. They have a, I've only listened to a couple of their albums because I'm kind of new with them, but... There's this one song called Hey Ma that I'm really into, and it's a really beautiful song. So definitely give a recommended listen to that. Um, what I've been reading is not a lot, because I'm not that big of a reader. Um, you read a lot of screenplays, though. I do read a lot of screenplays. Uh, I guess the last screenplay I read was Gone Girl, just because I, I heard that was a really good adaptation of the book by Gillian Flynn. So it's I read because I'm reading the book. Oh, you're Currently. reading the book. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you well, like the screenplay? Have to exchange notes. Um, I did. It was. I'm gonna have to read the book now just to kind of see what the difference, what she took out, and what she, I guess, added. Because I heard she added a few things. Um, she changed the ending, but I guess that was. I guess she made that up. I guess it was. It kept the ending. But anyway, I have to read the book. 
But yeah, the screenplay was really good. Um, just the kind of the way that she handled the whole marriage was really interesting. So that kind of that hooked me right away. Yeah. Um, did, uh, did you like the screenplay? Like, did it, I mean, sorry, did it uh, did it stick to the movie pretty closely, or I mean, did they stray? They it was weird because Fincher I knew had a hand in the writing process, so I assumed that Fincher kind of just whatever he wanted to add in. I knew. I saw in an interview that Flynn had said that he would have like five hour phone conversations with Fincher like every day and that Fincher would tell her kind of what she needed to add in the script. So I kind of felt that the script and the movie were pretty similar just because Fincher had such a huge role in writing it. Um, but he's not, he's not, he's not credited as a screenwriter, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's credited as a story writer, but yeah, Flynn did it all by herself. So... I don't know if he's credited as a story writer, but I know that he did have a pretty big hand in writing it. So, um, so yeah, it did it did stick pretty close to the final product, mm-hmm. which is really cool because I know a lot of films like that they don't with the directors like Fincher they don't they don't stick to it. yeah like Soderbergh they don't they don't stick to the scripts that much they kind of add their own little mix. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been reading, watching Jesus. <laughs> We, was, don't, we like, don't have a lot of time, so I won't list what I've been watching. Um, gives like your top three. Top three movies I watched this past week. What's today? Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. I watched X-Men Days of Future Past again, because I'm obsessed with that movie. It was so well done. Uh, I saw The Judge today. Which is an interesting... It's pathetic because like, I already forgot you guys were watching that today. It's an interesting like, oh, movie. Damn. Why? Well, tell us why. But go ahead. <laughs> tell the story. Like. It was interesting, not not because of this one scene, but like the whole film. I I like those types of movies with a father son relationship. I really I really look out for just because you know I've I have a close relationship with my father. So anything like that kind of hits home with me. So it was interesting in that that. I wanted to see how well they did a father-son relationship, and I, I felt like they did it okay. I mean, it wasn't anything special, but, I mean, Duvall did really good in it. Downey Jr. was charming, as always. Um, but it was interesting because there's a part in the movie where, and if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, that Downey Jr. returns home and he makes out with a bartender that he meets, like a really young bartender. She's like 20 years old, I think. And um, later on in the film, you find out that... She is the daughter of Downey Jr.'s, like, high school sweetheart. And uh, so he's, like, for, like, 45 minutes to an hour, he's worrying that, like, he's the father of this girl and that he made out with. And you eventually, like, soon after that, you find out that, no, it's his brother's kid and that his... This is really confusing. His brother's kid and that he doesn't know that that's his kid. And they kind of just skipped right over the part where... He pretty much just made out with his niece. (laughs) And, like, people in the theater were laughing right after that. So, like, in the movie, Downey Jr. is like, oh, thank God I didn't make out with my daughter. But he didn't realize, but no, you just made out with your niece instead. So I just, it was really awkward. All bad feelings just disappeared immediately. (laughs) Yeah, it was really awkward to sit through and just to hear that. So that, that wasn't. That was weird. And then it never resolved. Yeah, they were never, we never got a really conclusion to that whole storyline. They kind of just went on their way. Um, I mean, I guess we do have the reputation in Indiana as, you know, marrying our cousins, so why not make out with our niece? It's not quite as bad. <laughs> do we have uh, like this farther south where that's kind of... Go, I, go Hoosiers. I've been... I went out to Washington and some girl literally was just like, oh, you're from Indiana? All right, so how many of your cousins have you, like, touched? <laughs> I was like... Precisely none of them. <laughs> All of them. I feel like that's a bit of a extreme thing to. Ask. Uh, anyway, I, go ahead. The last thing to wrap this all up is I watched the uh, the Help with Jessica Chastain again recently. Um, the other day actually, and it was Emma Stone and Jessica Chastain. God, they're just they're really beautiful, really, really, really beautiful. <laughs> In the not creepiest way I can say that. Uh, so that's so yeah, I guess that's. That's my week in review. Okay. All right. Micah? Okay. Uh, my week. Let's see. So I also watched The Judge, and I'll, I'll spare 
more details to what we already talked about. Uh, I watched Snowpiercer. Mm, that was fantastic. That was a really great movie. I also read that's coming on instant Netflix too, end yeah. of uh, November. Yeah, which the end of November. So if you haven't seen it, that's your way to watch it. Yeah. But anyway, use that opportunity yeah. by Netflix. Yes. Um, I thought that was really adventurous. That was I. That was easily my favorite thing about it. There was some. Um, small like plot hole type things that I that I kind of poked at it, and one of which uh is the ending. So I don't know if I should discuss that or if that's. Well, I have, I'm going to see it since I'd rather not. Oh, you? I, I thought you had seen I, it. No, I have not seen oh. it. I'm going to see. Okay. It. Actually, Justin has it on uh, Netflix right now. All right. Well, then never mind. You. I'll hold that off until until you watch it, and then we can do that on yeah. our next podcast. Yeah. I was actually reading that uh, a lot of people were saying this was, like, a better summer blockbuster than, like, you know, Transformers was, like, the big one <laughs> of the year, you know? Not yeah. in the sense of, like, how well it is, but, like, the sense of scale and, like, and how entertaining it is. And I heard a lot of people that were saying, it's, like, Snowpiercer was better. Michael Bay's my hero. He's, like, I, I mean, I haven't seen Transformers, but it's better. Yeah, you just know. I kind of can't tell you that. You okay. don't want to see it. That's fine. I okay. Mean, Marky Mark can hold his own, but... <laughs> what we need is LaBeouf back Shia LaBeouf where are you um, okay, you're... speaking of Shia LaBeouf yeah. uh, uh, Fury your, your third movie yeah so that's another one I saw I the, to me that was more of a propaganda film mm-hmm. I I liked the cast and I thought they all did great in their respective roles but it was the writing when it really came down to it, the writing for it just felt very much like, hey, go to war. Even if you hate it when you get there, you'll <laughs> love it by the time you're done. I'm pretty sure that's how all wars go. I'm just, God, I really don't want to do this, but I really want to go kill that Jap over there. So I'm just going to go do that. So. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. Uh, reading... I'm reading Gone Girl, as I said earlier, and to add to sort of that bit you were talking about earlier, Brian, Mm -hmm. um, the, I'm interested to see what you think after you start reading the book, because the book and, and the movie are incredibly different in that, like the, the same plot points happen, but like there's multiple characters who've been condensed into one single character. Yeah, I, I saw that interview too, so she had to cut out a lot of yeah, characters, a and, lot of scene subplots. And specifically, the the most interesting thing to me that they cut out is basically um, Amy, you know, Ben Affleck's wife, The her whole personality is cut out almost entirely. Oh, really? Yeah, like she has 12 pages of diary entry. Uh-huh. Every diary entry, and then the movie it becomes the five most important sentences, which makes sense for a movie, right? But um, I can see that though, because her her backstory in the movie was kind of condensed down. Yeah, like we got a little bit taste of it, like a rich girl living in the city yeah. has to take to a midwestern town, right? And so like all the plot points stick it through the entire time, so it's not like you lose that aspect right. of it. But after having like starting to go through the book now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only a third of the way through it, so I can't speak in fully about it yet, but. It it's just ridiculous to see how different it is. Yeah, just like, in that first third. Yeah, how much she, how much has been added on to her through the character mm. in reading it. I would imagine too that they would. Uh, they have a lot of like inner monologue with the book too. It's, I, it's I, entirely written in inner monologue okay, actually, because yes, the um, diary is obviously what yeah. she's thinking, and then um, so each chapter is done the same way as the movie, in where it says. You know, day, day, one day one of missing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but then um, Ben Affleck's characters, so in the book, I think it was Nick Dunn, the chapter, um, it's him saying things like, I always felt this way about my sister. I always did this. Yeah. To me, this was a thing that, so it was mm-hmm. totally, you know, him just saying his thoughts and, that would be, yeah, like that would be interesting just to read along because it would be. I mean, you kind of get that when you're watching the movie. You know, you can kind of pick up and you get a sense, but like to actually read it explicitly, like what they're actually thinking. I know be. we've all seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just take a moment and just congratulate on Rosamund Pike's performance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If she does not get nominated, 
I will be. I I've got confidence that she'll be nominated. Yeah. I I, I never have confidence to say someone will win anything anymore. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Like, like especially now since like we're just at the start of like the whole Oscar season. Exactly. But I mean, she's definitely set the bar. I feel like for the next coming months yeah. because it was. She was all over. She the played place. four different characters yeah. throughout the movie, and she played every single character extremely, extremely well. I agree. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, big kudos to her. Yeah. I'm really, really happy for her because she's she's a really good actress and she's been a really good actress for a few years now. And I feel like last year she got a little bit more recognition with uh, a World's End with uh, Edgar Rice movie. So I'm happy to see her now. She's getting a little bit more known in the like the popular audience as well here now. Yeah. So good for her. Um, I guess that leads to you, Sean. Or, or Do you have anything else? Um. I mean, not really. I, my, the music I've been listening to, it's a band you guys what? might not know of. Uh, they're a small uh, group of guys from Liverpool, uh, the Beatles. Uh-huh, uh, the Beatles. I, I think they're going places. I really do. So well, I'm, I'm interested to see where, where, what else, where their story is. What new goes. have you listened to, though? Because I know I remember last week you asked us for opinions on music because you were kind of, yeah. you wanted to listen to more kind of popular stuff or more, yeah. more, more I mean, new stuff. So what, what have you been listening to? What's, what's your favorite out of the ones that we've given you? Um, I'm forgetting the name of Explosions in the Sky. Yes, that, thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's so make so me far, happy. out of the ones you guys sent me, I'd say that's my favorite. Out of not those ones, I've kind of fallen back on um, Tame Impala, which I got really in, really big into uh, last year on their album Lonerism. Good group, but you know. They sound like like they modern day like Beatles. Very much <laughs> like you went from the Beatles to modern day Beatles. <laughs> so, I mean, you like what you like. It's fine. Yeah. It's all just splitting hairs. Yeah. So, That's Sean, cool. let's okay. move on. All right. So, what I've been watching? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I finished Peaky Blinders recently. I, mean, I was talking to you guys about that yeah. a little bit, but uh, I just added that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I finished it probably a week ago, and I really, really liked it. It reminded me a lot. It's got a Boardwalk Empire. I never knew that was a show until like an hour ago when you told really? me. Yeah. Oh. I had no idea. And yeah. The Tom Hardy's in it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, know, definitely. Well, he's second. Yeah, he's second season. So the season uh, I watched, he wasn't in it. It was uh, Silly Murphy and you know the rest of the cast. Which the girl, she's in uh, Annabelle. Oh right? really? That's like her movie right now. Yeah. Tiki so. Blinders. Or something? Tiki Blinders. Yeah. Like an oxymoron. Not nah, references in their hats. They have because you know they're wearing like those old-fashioned caps, you know, and they have uh-huh. uh, razor blades in them. So when they go for fights, they like rip, take those off and oh they, just, they blind you no. with the hats and stuff. Jesus, like, yeah. like blind people peeking on stuff. Yeah, like, uh, peaky blinders. <laughs> so, um, but I watched it. It's beautifully shot. It's like it's especially in the first episode if, when you watch. Like you'll know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Where like just it's I, oh man, I was overwhelmed with just how beautiful it was lit and looked and. It's a British miniseries, right? Yeah, it's made in the UK, and then it's it says it's a Netflix original, but I don't think Netflix had like they have the rights to air it in the US, so it's right. like okay, it's not like the, it's not like an Orange is the New Black or yeah. uh, you know House of Cards something yeah. like that. So, um, fin- so I finished watching that. I would highly recommend it to anyone that's especially if you like Boardwalk Empire, like it's right up that alley. So, um, I also watched Fury. Uh, I think last Sunday now. Um, I really like that. I was uh. David Ayer uh, wrote and directed, or he didn't, did he write and direct? I think he wrote and directed Fury. I'm not but, sure. Um, I haven't seen it yet. He, um, he also did End of Watch. No, it's his, uh, he, I guess he did Sabotage, yeah. too. That's his, like, I haven't seen Sabotage yet, but it's It looked pretty dumb. Uh, okay. I think that's actually coming on instant Netflix, too. Uh, I think soon. so. Sometime so, soon. Yeah, so um, I'll probably watch it when it's on there, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah, I actually, I, I really liked Fury. Um, I could kind of see what you were saying about the propaganda aspect and stuff, and there were a lot of moments in the movie that were really good, and some, like, the whole uh, dinner scene mm-hmm. with the two uh, German girls. That, that was, would, like, yeah. It, like, just was resonating Tarantino with me a little bit, mm-hmm. where, you know, he's using dialogue to build up suspense, especially, like, the... Kind of reminded me of Inglorious Bastards, that beginning scene a little bit. But, um... It, it really reminded me, um... Of that of the scene from Inglorious Bastards where they're uh, they're in like the basement of a bar. Or something oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they're playing the game and, and all it, that stuff. Yeah, and you're dragged through this experience that 
is like okay, but it's kind of Something's like nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it becomes unsettling, like officially, and mm-hmm. you're being forced to still drag through it at the same rate. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Tarantino scenes yeah. of like any movie. Oh, definitely. Just how it's it's just purely them yeah. talking, but it's so entertaining. The movie's got so many brilliant moments. That's the one I think we should definitely rewatch at some point and just kind of pick at because I feel like there could be a lot there. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, also Fury. Uh, third movie. Oh man, what else did I watch? Uh, oh, what did I watch on Netflix? Oh, I watched uh, A Long Way Down yesterday on Netflix. So I, do you guys know of that movie at all? Mm-hmm. Remind Maybe. me. About it's with uh it's based on a book yeah it's based on a book by nick hornby who did high fidelity which is a john cusack movie <laughs> with uh where he owns the record store yeah jack black's in it <laughs> yeah it's really jack black role too but anyway long way down is about these four people that go to commit suicide and they end up going to like this popular spot on new year's eve and they end up meeting each other and so they uh that sounds kind, really kind of, interesting yeah like it's an interesting hook right there but this movie this is not it's just not good like the, I, I remember reading the book and thinking this could be a really good movie if they do it right. And they just... the pa- Yeah, <laughs> they, no, it's like the pacing was off and weird. And they had a really good cast, too. Yeah, they I mean, had uh, Pierce Brosnan, Tony Collette. Aaron Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul. I do remember hearing about I'm, that. I'm yeah. Imogen Poots. Or, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't know her name either, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's in it. So like, you hear that, you're like, oh my god, it's a really good cast. It sounds pretty good. And it's just... It had... It's... The way that I was, I kept thinking of Fifty Fifty, where you know it's taking like that tender subject of like you know it's just talking about suicide, you know, and Fifty Fifty was talking about cancer, and it was kind of like drawing that line between like funny moments, but like you know it had the right moments of drama when you needed it, and it was you know like that actually like I was feeling things watching that movie with this, I was feeling nothing. It was just like <laughs> kind of dumb and just. I don't know. Like, I was just totally underwhelmed watching this. I had such high hopes because the book was like the book was okay. I wasn't like blown away by the book by any means, but um, still, I mean, like just like you, you hear that cast and you're like, oh my god, this sounds awesome. Was it it's the writing you think or the performance? It, yeah, or? I, I would definitely say writing. It felt very contrived. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's like pace. It's the pacing. It's like they were like. Tr- they were doing all their backstories at, like, weird times. So, like, when the climax was happening, they were like, oh, but let's talk about what the fourth character's backstory. Uh, and it's like, you're not giving me a chance to, like, get to know this character yet. Yeah. Like, you know something's up, but, like, let me... Isn't it, like, kind of funny, though, how when a movie does really, really good, they don't congratulate the writers at all. But yeah. when a movie does really, really bad, they blame the writing. <laughs> I feel like that's just a big, like, just why does that happen? <laughs> Writers are so underappreciated. <laughs> and then when things go wrong, they get appreciated. In I mean, it, it sort of makes sense to a degree, because if if something's written well, the you, you assume that they've grabbed actors who can act well, and so if they act well and it's written well, you're not going to pay attention to the fact that it was a movie. You're going to just be part of the experience. And if it was bad... But it was, you know, Robert Downey Jr. or something. You know he's going to pull off a good performance. So the, your first instinct is going to be to blame the next not thing you can think of, which is usually the writing. That's uh, actually, uh, it's, I mean, ever since I've, I've, we're all film majors, more or less. And so uh, one of the things that I noticed when I'm watching movies is I usually think about how it's being made. Or something, you know, like how, like, oh, like how they pull off that shot, or like I, when I'm constantly thinking about stuff like that. And when a movie is really good, I'm thinking of none of that. And I'm literally just watching the movie. Yeah. So that's always something where, like, you know, I'm Absolutely. not thinking about like, oh, the writing, like, like this feels off, or like the editing feels off. And it's like the editing was just a huge, big thing with this movie. If you've got time to think that much about the movie, yeah, there's it's something not, not pulling. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's not doing its job. Except exactly. when it comes to Transformers, because when okay. I was watching that, you were, the, you the writing, you were just you're pulled in for the wrong reasons. <laughs> just like oh, that is really just horrible dialogue right Why there. Why would you say that line there? <laughs> I don't know, um, man. Marky Mark can do no wrong. My warts, my face. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm gonna need a piece of paper. Uh um so yeah uh long way down i just i don't know i was underwhelmed and it was kind of just it saddened me i had you know i remember hearing about it i was like because i remember literally thinking like this would be a good movie to make it's like it's a good hook you got the four people going to commit suicide and they don't and so it's just i don't know it just it couldn't figure out what it wanted to be i think and it's just i mean it comes down to a lot of stuff so but um see watching i did watch and reading uh i mean i, I read currently i'm reading this book that's called uh I forgot what it's called right now what is it 
look who's back. Yeah, look who's back with uh, it's about Hitler coming back, not coming back to life. He's like he's still alive or something. In the summer of 2011, he wakes up and it's like <laughs> him being alive right now and him like trying to figure out what's going on. And people think he's like this Hitler impersonator, and so like no one takes him serious. And How does he wake up? I does it explain that in the beginning not, of the book? No, I, I don't know if they're gonna get into like, it at some point. Like his skull just reforms. He's just he literally <laughs> his brain he, goes off pouring back in. He literally just just him waking up and he sees the sky and he's like wait, he's trying to figure out what's going on. So it just kind of dives in, but that's what I'm reading right now. It's really funny. Just I mean I know I've talked to you guys about it a little bit, and so it's just kind of a interesting look on. Like, what if he did? Like, what if he just, like, fell asleep and just woke up now? And it's, like, world is nothing like he imagines. And it's just, it's funny to watch, or, uh, <laughs> just to read. So, um, and I'm listening. I mean, I really haven't been listening to anything new at the moment. So it's just been the same old stuff. Usually, I mean, I've listened to a lot of Tycho right now. Just I get those moods of instrumental stuff, and that's all I listen to. So, ah, yeah. Nice. So, okay, so... Um, some news. I guess I guess big news right now for movies anyway was Marvel's announcement yesterday with uh their whole lineup announcing. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it stuff to like twenty twenty? I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find the list of movies really quick. I think I think they stopped at twenty nineteen. I think um, they still they said they had a plan already up until yeah twenty twenty two. Yeah, they have a plan, but they just announced everything yeah, announced up. And, everything I think until twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a because that's the second. That's part two of the Avengers. The yeah. third Avengers is come out twenty nineteen. Yeah, it says yeah May third twenty nineteen. So they announced, uh, Captain America. Okay, I see why you said Serpent Society now. Yeah, because in okay. the picture it says Captain America Serpent Society, okay. not Civil War. So that's yeah. what I was confused that's weird. about. Okay, so the last one that I saw was Civil... Where did you... Did you see? Yeah, I saw the listing. Is it, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, for Captain America, though, did you see? Yeah, it? it says Serpent Society, but when they announce... Like, when they talk about it, they say Civil War, so I have okay. no idea. Okay, well, I mean, what... like, I know they announced Iron Man maybe is going to be maybe in it. you'd have to know, like, the story already, the yeah. comics, to know why it's yeah. called Serpent Society. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, so they announced Captain America, then they announced Doctor Strange, which there's been rumors going around about... Uh, or Benedict Cumberbatch is getting close into the final talks, although this happened earlier, too, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Which I'm so disappointed he's yeah. not being in. God, he would have been perfect for it. So, um, so yeah, Doctor Strange would be next. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Thank you. Absolutely love Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm really excited for the yeah. second one. And they moved it up. Don't even, that great. I don't even want to get started. <laughs> about wasn't this. that great. Uh, then Thor. You know, it's the third Thor. Which is oh um, yeah, what was that was Ragnarok right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Which that'll is, be at least slightly more interesting than the first two. It's like the best villain he could like they bring to the film. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like it's equally pound for pound like another Thor, which I mean it is. <laughs> so it'd be really cool. Uh, Black Panther, which um, I can't remember the guy's name. It's Chadwick Boseman. That's right. He was uh he was in forty. Jackie Robinson forty two. It's a then, name. Yeah, that is a name. That is yeah. a perfect name for Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, he was Jackie Robinson, and then he was uh, James Brown in that biopic that came out. This oh, year. Yeah. oh he so did a great job. He's doing. Yeah, he's. I'm really happy that is. Uh, he's kind of getting these more high profile roles because he is a phenomenal actor. So I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Then uh, let's see. They got Avengers: Infinity War Part One coming out. Which what, is, this is like the only time I've ever been happy that a movie has been split into two parts. Yeah. Because, I mean, it started with Harry Potter, which I understood Harry Potter did, why they did the split in two parts. That's a big book. But, so it started with them, and then it went to, like, Hunger Games, and then it went to Twilight, and now... Twilight came Yeah. Right, yeah, so I'm not Also, Twilight's the best of all of these. Yeah. Yeah, go... Go see Breaking Dawn, part one and part two immediately, if you have not already. It's not lost on all of us. Anyway... So they had those, and then, like, the Maze Runner series that they're just now bringing the films, the Divergent series that they're bringing the films, those are all going to be part two finales, which is just ridiculous, because not all of those need it. Same with did The it, Hobbit. Did it perform yeah. well enough to which split one? up? Maze Runner. Maze Runner? It it's made, been, doing, it's like, been doing well. I mean, like, it, was, it was okay, but I... I think it made, like, $400 million at the box office, but a lot of it came from overseas. Damn. So, not that well domestically, but... So, like, all those films don't really need... the 
two-parters. And yeah. it's the same with The Hobbit. Like, they made that one book into three movies, which, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. But I understand why they did it. So the Avengers being split into two parts is absolutely phenomenal. And one I'm actually looking forward to being two parts because I can always use more Avengers <laughs> in your life. Well, it's going to be interesting because of uh, contracts and stuff with the actors. Cause I exactly. Know, you know, I don't know what... Um... Well, Downey Jr. Evans is out after the third Captain America, I think. Isn't he's he? contracted for the end of Captain America three and uh, and uh, um, Avengers three. Oh, so it's, yeah, so he, he, take, yeah, the, everyone's gonna be back for Avengers three. It's just gonna it's gonna be interesting what happens after Avengers three. Yeah. Well, theoretically, all these new ones that are coming up, they're gonna have them signing on for longer contracts. Yeah, like, Chadwick Boseman, he got he's contracted for five. five. Yeah. Oh, Mm-hmm. Ruffalo's on for a while too, right? Ruffalo, oh, no, he's got Ruffalo had nine films in his initial yeah. deal, so, so he had three. He could be. I, just, I don't think he turns down stuff. <laughs> yeah, not he to had... say he's in a lot of bad things, just I don't think he's one to be like, nah, yeah. I'm over that that Marvel shit. Yeah. So um, then they got Captain Marvel, which is a big one because this is going to be the first, uh, first female. female lead superhero, which would be cool. They have, they haven't said who who's playing her. No, they haven't. No. Yeah, there's been speculation of who might, but uh. Just personally, I think Natalie. I can never get yeah, right. Dormer. Dormer. Yeah, oh, she'd be absolutely perfect for it. She, like, she pretty much just screams Captain Marvel. She has the looks for it, and she just has that right amount of like badass. Like, yeah, I can lead a film and kick some supernatural ass as well. So I think she'd be perfect. That's just my Marvel. If you want to listen to me, that'd be awesome. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm personally open for Meryl Streep. She used, as, uh, Captain this, she'd snag an Oscar. Yeah, she'd probably this. get nominated for Best <laughs> exactly. Actress. She would. She doesn't have to do it. She just has to be in the movie. I know people are already thinking that Jennifer Lawrence might be in it, which, I mean, yeah, because you can always use more Jennifer Lawrence in your life, but it's just. But she's, she's already, she's already in yeah. the Marvel Universe, which is where it gets tricky. She's in part of X Men, like. Marvel property, but not the Marvel Universe. No, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but just in the generalized right. Marvel Universe. Yeah. She's part that, of that. And she's also part of another franchise in Hunger Games, so I really don't think she's going to want to do a whole new franchise. Has she I had guess. a bad experience with Hunger Games? No, but I mean... I imagine she would want to... Yeah, she'd want to do other things. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um... Next thing too is Inhumans. I remember I was talking to you about this. Like oh, I've yeah. never, I, I personally have never heard of Inhumans. I, I no, I, mean, I still don't. I mean, I kind of looked it up on Wikipedia, but not enough to where I'm like I know who the Inhumans are. I so. looked up none of it. You looked up all. none of it. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's just um, I mean, there's there's superheroes in a sense, so they're more than like I guess what the Guardians of the Galaxy are because they're kind of just like I guess Gamora. Oh, Groot's kind of you know got superhero qualities about him, but like. So they're Drax. not somewhat, like, actual... Yeah, they're actually... I think they actually have, like, powers, powers to a sense, you know. And um, I guess you can... But that could probably be argued, like, Guardians probably have some sort of... I don't know. I, I don't read the comics, personally, well, so they're, I those, don't... they're aliens. Yeah. And so you just assume that that's natural for that species okay. of alien to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm personally not a comic book reader. I do love Guardians of the Galaxy, though. I really want to start reading the comics, but... Um... I've read a comic One? Actually, two. I read Watchmen... And then I read um, The Killing Joke, the Batman one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, and then the last one, obviously, then, after Inhumans is um, a part two for Avengers. So, yeah. It's just uh, big Marvel news, which I've, I had a feeling they were going to do this soon since uh, DC made their announcement with all their movies. How long? I don't remember how. You guys remember how long? They had, um, There's one they had their lineup go all the way up to 2020. And, same, um, same time. Okay. Yeah, and that's without a third Man of Steel film, and then a, uh, a, a their reboot for Batman. So those are gonna be after twenty twenty. I just I think they're they're a little ahead of themselves. I think oh, they're totally ahead of themselves. I think it's not wise to release one movie and oh. then say, oh, all right, we're here's, we're yeah. here's all the characters. Here's the next seven years. Although I loved and I was one of the minority here, I loved Man of Steel. <laughs> Um, they are definitely it. What the critics said about it, and then kind of what their box office performance did, they're definitely you know shooting, shooting the gun way too soon on the whole universe. Um, but then again, I am a big comic book fan, so it's like what a time to live yeah. to have you know all your superhero heroes be brought to screen. So it's really 
It's really exciting. We're gonna have twenty one movies from now until twenty twenty that'll be superhero movies. And those are just the DC Marvel movies, I think. Yeah, that's not the Sony. That, yeah, that's not the Spider Man. That's not X Men. It's not Wolverine because they'll probably get a couple more. Aren't they, aren't they doing another Fantastic Four movie? Yeah, they, they are. They're they're just, they just—they already got done filming. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be a really fun time for yeah. the next six years. <laughs> um. Well, the Marvel had to do something. Like not necessarily they absolutely needed to, but like DC has been kind of all over the news ever since they ever since Comic Con and they showed that footage. Yeah, that footage of Batman versus Superman. So they really just needed to put the ball back in their side of like, yeah, like that's really cool for DC, but let's not forget that we are the, you know, the, we're the ones who've done this multiple times already. You know? Yeah. And not, not just that, just like multiple times at a successful level. Yeah. Like they're not just making movies to make them, to make money. They're making movies and they're actually good movies. They could stand alone without the superhero aspect. Like Captain America, that was a, as close as to a political thriller that you can get. I think that's a problem with DC, though, is that they're doing the whole Man of Steel thing with, like, using that to jumpstart all these characters. And so it's not like right. Marvel. Marvel's got... Most of them have their own... movies. Yeah, they've got their own movies, and then they did the Avengers. This is like, all right, let's do... I don't even know how many are coming before Justice League, but, I mean, I feel um, like it's not enough to fully establish and, you know, give these characters their... Well, I've read somewhere that they were going to film... Justice League with Man of Steel, and they're gonna form that back to back. So if that's true, then so that is basically be two Supermans to yeah to push out. Justice Which League. I don't know if they're really doing that anymore because that when I first heard that that sounded like a really risky move, especially right off the bat. And so I don't know if they're really gonna be doing that. Um, I hope not because yeah, like we've been saying, they they're pretty much basing their whole future just on the Man of Steel movie. So I really hope. They kind of just take a step back and kind of reevaluate exactly what they want to do. <laughs> it's going to be, it's next year's are going to be interesting for Superman. Well, they've, they've been doing well with uh, Television. Yeah, that's true. The Flash and Green Arrow, those have been doing uh, actually really I think, well. Yeah, The Flash has been getting just great ratings on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So maybe they could uh, pursue that avenue, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The only person that can be the Flash is Ryan Gosling for me. Because I know they've been saying that he's ready to kind of come back to acting. Which, by the way, I didn't know he ever left. Um, <laughs> That's true, yeah. He's taking, or what was the... He I re- thought he came back like two years ago. He, told, he said that right after Drive came out that he was going to take a break. Which, I mean, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio says that like every other movie. And he's in every other movie every other year. I felt like Ryan Gosling took like a 10-year break in between The Notebook yeah. and then everything he's done in the last four years. He kind of did. He was off the map for like three to four years. Yeah. And then he came out with um, that half Nelson movie. And then right after that, he came out with Lars and the Real Girl, I think. I which was, yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, but he said, like I said, he said right after Drive. And then he came out with Gangster Squad. He came out with... Um, shit. What was the other movie that he was in? Sorry, what? Uh, that was before Drive. He came out with another movie last year, and then he just finished his directorial. Oh, uh, Only God Forgives. He came out with that last year as well, and he just did his directorial debut, and that's been getting really bad reviews um, around the film festivals. Um, so I really don't put too much stock in when he says he's taking a break. But apparently, he. Say he's ready to come back, and that um, it's been talks him with the Flash. He's been there's been talks about with him with the Flash. There was talks about him with being Aquaman too. And no, then, I thought Aquaman was going to. Uh, that's Jason. No, yeah, it, it yeah. is. Jason yeah, yeah, it was. It is. He there was talks with him about it, and now they've transferred to the Flash. And I also heard that there's also that Marvel is courting him to. Uh, if Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't work out with Doctor Strange, that Ron Gosling might be <laughs> Doctor Strange. So he's just been getting a lot of tossed around, tossed around the big kind of franchises right now, which I mean is good because I, I love Ron Gosling; he's a phenomenal actor. <laughs> I so. don't know if I would like him being strange though, so especially if they were going from Joaquin to, to Benedict. Benedict to Ryan Gosling. I guess yeah. I, don't know, I feel like that'd be it'd weird. be a lot of big jumps, but yeah. but I, I, like I, I don't know what they want this character to be then. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hundred percent faith in Marvel. They haven't let me down yet. <laughs> Actually, their casting has been spot on with all their stuff. You, yeah, like. They people doubted Iron Man when they doubt when Downey Jr. got cast and that just like completely revived him. Look how phenomenal that turned <laughs> out. Know. 
Okay, so let's talk about let's do a review. Okay, it's time. So for this week we're gonna do uh, a classic. We're gonna do yeah. We're gonna we're we're not doing a new movie. We're gonna be doing an older movie that is uh, I cherish uh, deep in my heart, and it is uh, what are you doing? The one and only the room. So. I've seen this movie before. I saw this movie my uh, my junior year of college and instantly fell in love for probably all the wrong reasons. Well, no, maybe it's probably the right reasons because, I mean, this is what... It's the general consensus of this movie, I feel like, when people watch it. But anyway... It's so bad, it's it's good. It's, it's the perfect definition for that saying. It's so bad, it's good. Yes. So, uh, I've seen it multiple times, but this is your guys' first time, right? Mm-hmm. It was my first, first time, yeah. So, um... Let me just, I guess let's just jump right in. We're just going to go right into spoilers. We're not going to sit here and not give a general consensus of the movie. And then, you know, we're just, we're going to go right into this. So, <laughs> if you're worried about yeah, being, I don't know why spoiling you, this, yeah, then, then you, you've you got will, something else to worry about. <laughs> you're not, you won't be spoiled because you're still going to enjoy it. You, you have to see it. You experienced alone. Okay, so Brian, let me just go. Oh, let me just hit me up with what you feel about the room. Well, the thing is, is that we're doing this right like an hour after we finished it, so I haven't had proper time to process <laughs> what exactly I just witnessed. I feel um, like no amount of time we'll be able to. No, I probably won't. I'll probably be watching it ten years down the road and still be like, "What? Why did that was that? Yeah. What, was, what am I watching?" Um, but I all the hype for it that you put on for me and then online is totally justified. If not, you guys undersold <laughs> how epic it was. Um. But I'm not talk. I'm not gonna talk about how bad it was. That's like um, that's a different discussion. I, yeah, that's a whole different podcast. I'm just gonna talk about like why I think it's popular, and really my personal opinion is because when people watch it, they think like, "Oh, I can make a better movie." Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I mean, I definitely saw that. I was like, "Jesus, this gives me just tons of hope that my movie's gonna get made one day." So I think that's why like general consensus is that the movie's so great is because they they kind of relate to it and that well is this filmmaking i could do that See, it's i i felt like it was it was more along the lines because like i didn't think about like oh man i can make something better than this like that thought didn't even cross my mind uh-huh. and I, I totally believe that <laughs> but more so the first thing i was thinking about was like everybody was taking everything very seriously and it nothing seemed like intentionally hokey but then you know you'd have the weirdest voice inflections and the The the, audio track in that is phenomenal jumps in in thought process and just totally unhuman un socially it's just not way you'd have conversations that it's it's not the way that the world works but everybody it it almost convinces you that like there's somewhere out there there's a world where yeah. people are like this. I think that's an interesting thing with the movie. It kind of shows like what happens when you don't. It's I, this is a big thing with Michael Bay, with uh, Transformers. Anyway, it was um, he was like it was like all what he said and did, and that's like, I think that's why the movie doesn't do as well with a lot of people as as it like wants to because it's like it, Michael whatever he's not relatable that's what happens it's like whatever he says that's what goes and so like with the room it's like clearly was so Tommy was so who wrote and directed this he and starred and starred yeah how could I forget yeah uh, <laughs> he like he just had control over this whole thing and that was just like problem number one like he was like he wrote this and like I assume someone read this and was like, dude, this is not working. Like, there had to have been at least one logical you, person on that set I mean, that was just going in every day like, what the fuck am I doing with yeah, my I'm, life? But it's hard to turn down money. Yeah, like, yeah, no if, doubt. If saying like, hey man, I don't know if this movie is all that great. If saying that's going to get rid of your paycheck, you just this don't This is a horrible it. movie, but I'm willing to give you this much money to exactly, do it. Exactly. Okay. So, but I pay, pay me to be quiet. In Tommy's eyes, he probably saw this as, like, his masterpiece. This is his Citizen Kane. But, yeah. So, like, but, like, let me ask, did you guys, like, have fun watching it? I, mean, I was, had. Like, was I it had enjoyable? Okay. It. Honestly, I had one of the best times I've had watching a movie this year, watching The Room. Yeah. Uh, I was laughing my ass off. I was, I found myself actually invested 
in the story, not because it was a good story, just because what thing is going to happen next, as in, what the fuck are you guys doing? I was, it was, it was just an experience, which, I mean, that is the whole goal of movies and cinema, so they accomplish in that part that it is an experience to watch the room, (laughs) and definitely do it with a group of people, because if you watch it by yourself, it's not going to be the same. I, th- I feel like you'll still enjoy it, but it's definitely when you watch it with others, especially people that haven't seen it. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's, it'll it, be a shake your head kind of funny by yeah. yourself, but yeah. like with other people, it's something you can point and yeah. mimic and laugh but at. And... Let's just say, there's a drinking game for it, and the first rule of the drinking game, you have to drink every time the main character says hi to somebody. So if that doesn't tell you how awesome the movie is, <laughs> then you, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you invited all my friends here. Good thinking. <laughs> well, hi, Mark. <laughs> so, Micah, what are uh, your general thoughts? General room? thoughts, I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying earlier, that it seems like the kind of movie that is enjoyable solely for the fact that it exists in its own realm, that you, by the end of it, you, you don't even question, like, oh, man, that's not how people talk. <laughs> You're just like, that's totally how all of these people are. This makes... This makes sense. Oh, Danny's just walking into the house again. That's just something Danny <laughs> oh, does. He's just being a huge creep. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, they're all just playing football in an alley in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't want to spoil it anymore, but it takes place in like five locations. <laughs> and the brunt of every scene's climax takes place in their living room. Like anything hap- like personal happening that moves the story along, happens in a living room, and it just it extremely bothered me. I mean, that's, I, it comes full circle back to the title. It's, it's the, the room. romance. Which I, it just, it, they, didn't, they didn't call it the outside. It's true. The yeah. wilderness. They didn't call it the alleyway. I just, I don't get it. I want to know. If, I you want, d- if you did get it, then you're, you surpassed everybody. Because <laughs> nobody understands this a whole movie. new level yeah. of thinking. If I, mean, I if there's a time machine, you get that question a lot. If there's a time machine, what would you go back to change? People say Hitler or the Holocaust or Lincoln's assassination or something along those lines. I want to go back to Tommy Wiseau's apartment and follow his writing process <laughs> and figure out exactly where this idea came from, what he was doing when he wrote it, and what was going through his head when he was writing it. Absolutely. See, the interesting thing is I... I don't think it would have gone anywhere if he wasn't in it. I think all of the other people who are in it, except for maybe uh, Lisa's mother, were actually not convincing actors, but just, you could tell, like... They're struggling actors, maybe. Well, yeah, they're struggling actors. Like, some of them, you know, pulled off normal lines, and then it was less funny, because you're just like, oh, now this is just a, a... actually properly read line but just with awkward and shitty context around it but then every time every time tommy came on screen it was oh hey you guys (laughs) like his social inflection just didn't make any sense and and his thought process and his verbal process was not what anybody else would imagine that's like so if you were to just throw just another sub actor in there it, it wouldn't be nearly as enjoyable yeah, no, I agree, definitely. I feel like uh, Chris R., the drug dealer in the movie, is the best. <laughs> hey, like, I just, he's got, I don't know, maybe the like, amount of dialogue. he's got like 25, 30 seconds of screen time, maybe, and then he's just, he's gone. Maybe that's, maybe that's why he's yeah, so good. He's, yeah, we didn't have time to see his bad acting. Yeah, that's true. I never, yeah. But um, it's funny, like, because you brought up the his social inflection and everything and it's like there's I mean there's the one part where he's talking about uh, he's like it's bullshit I did not hit her I did not and he's like he's talking about domestic abuse and then he sees Mark and he's like oh hey Mark oh hi Mark like it's just instantly gone and I feel like I just I don't understand how he's writing this and he's like okay yes let's see I'm really upset Uh, I did not hit her okay and then like it's like this I, I love absolutely love to read the script and just well, and that that's where the interesting parts come about because you know another actor who you know wholesome struggling actor out of Chicago, if he was saying that, he'd be like, "Hey man, I didn't hit her. I didn't hit her. Hey Mark, how's it going? Like that doesn't <laughs> sound that fun, but yeah. with him, it's I did not hit her. I did not hit her. Oh hi Mark. <laughs> it just it's it works beautifully. Yeah, right now. that's the thing too is like 
he makes the movie like easily because you're just like with the second he talks you're just like what is going on with this dude he's just like oh hi babe like he's got that goofy accent that nobody it's knows like vaguely swedish and yeah. vaguely russian yeah it just it doesn't make any sense i don't know and a hint of mayan he's just an interesting person that's why I think I love this movie as much as I do. There's so much. There's still, there's so much mystery, and it's because I don't know what the fuck is going on. The edits don't make any sense. Like he cuts at the weirdest times, and the cutaway scenes. Oh yeah, those there's, are beautiful. The B roll, the B roll in this movie is beautiful. There's this constant cutaway scenes of the city, and it's just so weird where he puts them to like. It's why party, is that there? It's the party scene, and it keeps like, it's like the party's happening, and then it cuts away to like to a good fifteen seconds of the city. And then it goes back to the party. It's, I feel like that's his way of like cheating of like, oh, okay, there's times passing by. <laughs> like, okay, like they'll not know this. That's another thing too that is just so beautifully wrong with this movie is the, the showing of time passing where it's like, uh, it's like one of the earlier scenes with uh, Lisa and Mark. Mm-hmm. They're on the phone and he's like, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow at noon or when, I'll come see you at noon. And then it's like, it's it, cuts aw- it cuts away to like the city and then it's like, Noon. Yeah, it's noon the next day. Like, uh, oh, okay. Passing of time in the movie is just non-existent. It's a, yeah, it's not a thing. I have no idea, like, when the movie starts and, like, to the party, I have no idea how much time has passed between those two events. Well, they, throughout the entire movie, they keep saying, I'm your future husband in a month. So, it, it's gotta be in the same three days, because <laughs> otherwise they, he'd say, in two weeks. Yeah, true. In three weeks, so... And then got the whole tape recorder thing, which was, uh, we don't know how long that was going. That could have been going forever. Years. Yeah. As far as we're concerned in the whole timeline. Did you guys have um, a particular favorite scene that stood out? I mean, obviously there's multiple scenes that stand out, but like, like in just, Ultimate. This has been too short a time to process all the scenes. I really liked the the whole birthday party scene, specifically just like the line I quoted earlier where it's just saying... Oh, you invited all my friends. <laughs> uh, I guess I would have two particular ones. One would be when they are up on the roof and Denny is getting attacked by this like <laughs> like this gangster guy. Chris, Chris R. Chris R. is the guy's name. And uh, Tommy Wiseau and his friend Mark show up. And like you're thinking like, wow, like Mark and that's really convenient that they're there. Like, God, I wonder if anyone else is there. And then they cut... <laughs> to his well, his wife and uh, his girl, future yeah, wife, his future, future wife. Sorry, that I said multiple times. His future wife and then his future wife's mom being there. Like every character in the movie is up on that roof just conveniently at one time on to show up and save Denny. So that is just the way they kind of put that piece of that together was just hilarious. Why are you taking drugs? <laughs> yeah. Just, just a scream fest is what they, it turns into, and it's so good. And they mentioned that was the only time they mentioned Denny doing drugs. They brought that in they, to add tension, they and then they take it out. They it, and then they never <laughs> talk about it again. It was just awful. It's the beautiful mystery of this movie <laughs> yes. that no one will understand. I can't stress how much you guys need to see this. Um, and then... You got your second one. Yeah, then that other one was... Uh, they're playing football in, like, this like dark alleyway for some reason. <laughs> And it's uh, Tommy and Denny. And then all of a sudden, this one guy who we never find out his name. Oh, the dude that's making out. Yeah, the the... dude. This is one guy who just shows up to play football with, who we assume is a friend of Tommy's, but we never get a classification on it. Shows up, and they start playing football with him. And then out of nowhere, Mark shows up, (laughs) Tommy's best friend. He shows up, and they start playing football in this alley place. And it's just like, why is this happening? You just... It's just, it's so perfect. It's perfectly bad. I think my favorite part of that scene is so it cuts to that alley shot, and then you clearly see Tommy Wiseau's character walk into frame. So he's out of frame, walks into frame, and then not even like a half a second later, you got whoever this I can't even remember the character's name, but you got him walking up. So like he's clearly like right behind him. Yeah. And he turns around like, oh my god, dude! Like I can't believe you were like right there the whole time. Like it's just the way he he's like completely blown away that this guy is there, and it's just so funny how he did, like his whole. Just line meter. delivery, it, yeah, I, I don't understand it. it. I never knew the importance of an actor's ability to deliver a line until I watched the room. It's actually, acting is tough. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a hard business. It's that's a good. That's like I feel like that's a good thing that comes out of this movie. Like you definitely you can get something out of every movie. This like you definitely you see all the things that can go wrong, 
And if you want to be an actor, watch this just so you know exactly what not to do. And like it shows like what can happen if the director's bad too. I mean, like you have they have just like they're literally just reading the lines. And it's like it shows like every bad aspect of like the absolute worst thing that can happen on a film. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that it's a good and a learning experience. Yeah. And awesome in a viewing experience. It definitely. Uh, that's like why the Disaster Artist, the book that's written about uh, the making of the movie, would be interesting to read. Just because I'm sure he was in the all the behind the scenes details. Yeah. That would be. I'm. Uh, I'm really excited that Seth Rogen and Franco are producing that and making that. Like that's awesome because I've. They're like two of the top comedian actors in the business right now, so it's, it's gonna be weird to see Franco as Brazil and. I wonder what Seth Rogen is going to be doing. I hope he directs it or writes it or something. It's going to it's going to be awesome to see. It's going to be it's going to be tough for them to do, I think, just because it's about the making of it, so I want to Yeah. Know. I mean, like it's cuz there's going to be time. I feel like with so cuz the movie was originally uh being uh, promoted as like it was like an actual drama and then he you know, he screened it the one time and then like people were just laughing. Mm-hmm. It was like when you see the movie, you're going to realize in the first just in the opening shots of the music. Like, you just know what you're getting into. But, like, they uh, promoted it as that, and then, you know, and then he turned it into a dark comedy. So I imagine him making this thing, and he's like, okay, like, you know, he's in the mindset of this as being a drama, and he probably, like, legitimately thought, like, he was making... A drama. Yeah, and, like, he probably was just, not, like, out of his mind, you know, and... He looked at the first final draft, and was just like... This is good. This... This is gonna be my movie. This is the room, and this I'm not, is the room. And people will appreciate this. And it's I feel like that's interesting too. Is how much of a cult classic like this has become, and it's weird how. I really went like the way that Rocky Horror Picture Show went in the like the seventies. I think it was the seventies, right? Oh, yeah, it's like seventy-seven. Yeah, it, it definitely went that route where it got most of its audience and word of mouth, not spread by its initial release in theaters, but by like the midnight screenings of it and that it's it's just crazy how like one little movie can be such like a generate fun, so yeah. much yeah like it really is kind of like a phenomenon just because when you tell people like especially like film lovers like us like if you see it saying like i've never seen the room like we will look at you like what like you just slapped your grandma or something <laughs> like you need to go well come with me now and watch this so you can experience the majestic that is the room <laughs> Uh, all right, so I guess we'll wrap that up. So I said so a lot right there. I'm sorry. We'll Whatever. Cut, we'll cut that out. We'll no, that. I'm not editing. We're this. not gonna edit this it. This is over. Nice. Um. We're so it looks like next. Oh. <laughs> next week we're gonna do uh, a review of Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, which I'm personally very excited for since I saw the first trailer. Uh, it looked very interesting. Yeah, it looks very gritty and dark, which I think is perfect for Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So I'm really excited for it as well. Kind of getting back his Donnie Darko roots yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Know, off, but. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so Brian, if anyone wanted to find your work, where could they go? Well, if they wanted to find my work, they're going to have a really hard time finding it. <laughs> because I don't have any work yet. But a website they can find you. But work. if you wanted to follow me, you're more than welcome to find me at, at Brian Rufo Writer. So. On Twitter. Is your name on, spelled with on a Y Twitter. or an I, Brian? Yes, and... Because this is... I'm, yeah, that would be pretty confusing. It's not visual. Yes. <laughs> I am part of the minority that has the Y for Brian. So if you spell with an I, I don't like you because that annoys me. Personally, attack me. I yeah. love it. Hey, mm-hmm. Micah? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the TheMicahNader, uh, which obviously you, you won't know how to spell that, so... <laughs> It's T H E, Mike and Oh, oh, oh! Okay. I had a feeling you might not know how to spell that. That cleared it up. What does that T- word mean? T H E M I C A H N A T O R. And I don't post a lot of things. But when you do, it's cool. When I do, it's mostly about the Beatles. And mostly about the Beatles. <laughs> Who, uh, who are the Beatles? And maybe on our next podcast, I'll I'll throw some uh, website at you. Nice. Maybe Beautiful. throw them all at me. Um, I have a YouTube account, but it's uh, it's mostly covers and stuff that I do because uh, I like to play guitar. And he's, a, he's a dreamboat. Okay, that's not. 
the dream say. boat of this little trio. But uh, the link for that is also on my Twitter, which is just at SeanSeanSeanH.com. Three Seans and an H. So, so yeah, we did it, guys. Our first podcast. Woo! How do, how do you guys feel about it? I feel warm. Inside. We literally just hit almost an hour right, right now. I need to take a hot shower. Yeah, I was gonna say cry on my bathroom floor. I was gonna say cold shower. So, but that's just me. I mean, who knows? But yes, okay, all of that. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let's put these people out of out of their misery. <sighs> Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.